This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah and welcome back to the second episode of My Thoughts Exactly. I am so excited for today's episode because I feel like the first episode that we did that aired last week, it was definitely more of an introduction episode. It was like a kind of recap of the past two years. Despite the fact that a lot of my time on social media has been spent talking about myself, I guess it's been such a long time since I've really sat down and like given you a full update that it just felt weird and I don't really like talking about myself but I'm getting back into it. I'm getting back into the swing of things. It just took a little warming up, but I'm so excited for today's episode because I feel like now we can finally get into everything. I've had this episode like planted in my head before my thoughts exactly even existed. I just knew that I wanted to talk to you guys about this whole idea and concept. And I'm just really excited about today's episode because I think it is super important to talk about because I think it's something that oftentimes can get overlooked because it is almost so simple that we just forget about it a lot of the time. So as you guys can tell by the title of today's episode, today we are talking about the whole idea of romanticizing your life and being the main character of your own life. The whole idea of being the main character of your own life has always been something that's been present in life, but I feel like more recently in the past couple years, people have really started putting a name to it. I feel like personally, I first heard about it on TikTok, and I don't know if that's the same for everyone else, but that's where that concept was first introduced to me. And personally, this is just my personal opinion, I feel like the whole you know main character energy tagline is kind of played out. So I like to say romanticizing your life. That's just kind of the way that I like to view it just because I feel like I'm so sick and tired of hearing main character energy, but essentially it is all the same concept. So in the conversations that I've had with my friends, because this is something that we've talked about a lot, because it's kind of a reminder that we give each other whenever we give each other pep talks, it's always like, you know, you have to remember to like romanticize your life and, you know, be the main character and all of that. You know, it's funny because a lot of times when we think about romance, the last thing we think of for in most instances is ourselves. Personally, when I hear that word, I think of, you know, romance novels and romance movies and no movie or novel that's in the romantic genre really ever caters to just one singular person living their best life and, you know, being the main character. A lot of the times it's two or more, whatever you're into people. And so I think just as a society, we've been conditioned to think that romance can only exist 
in certain relationships. But I think what's really important to remember is that the most important relationship you're ever going to have in your entire life is the relationship that you have with yourself. And I know you hear that probably all the time. It's like such a cliche line of like, you know, you got to love yourself before anyone else can love you. But it's so true. And there's a reason that that's such a cliche line. Cliches are cliches for a reason. And this one is no exception. The most important relationship you're ever going to have is the one that you have with yourself. And I think a lot of times that relationship gets put on the back burner because everyone is so concerned with the relationship they have with their partner or significant other or with their family or with their friends or with their coworkers, bosses, whatever it is. But if that relationship with yourself isn't, you know, taken care of, a lot of the other relationships are going to fall short because of it. And I think this whole premise and concept of romanticizing your life comes down to a couple things. One of them is the idea of living versus existing. And what I mean by that is that when you have the same routine every single day, it's the same, you know, mundane routine, nothing that really excites you, nothing that lights you up, nothing that makes you excited to wake up in the morning. A lot of that is just going to feel like existing. And when you have that routine and you're really not doing it for a purpose and you're just going through the motions just because it's what has to get done, you're never really going to feel fulfilled. And that's not to shame anyone either, because I think we all can be so guilty of falling into those routines and just being comfortable. I know for me, I hate change. Absolutely hate it. And I try to avoid it at all costs. But sometimes weeks will go by and I'll have to stop myself and be like, okay, I need to add something different. I need to spice my life up a little bit because I clearly am not being fulfilled. I clearly am not you know, at the happiest that I can be. And I want to try and implement things that I can control in order to improve my quality of life. Because I really do think that there is so much more to life than just waking up, going to work, coming home, doing the same routine, and then going to bed, waking up the next day and doing it all over again. Because if that's what life is, then what are we doing? And despite all of that, it is important to remember that we're all going to have our days. We're going to have our days where we don't want to wake up the next morning. And we're going to have our days where, you know, even if you decide to implement little things to make your life more exciting, that doesn't mean that the bad days won't exist. And you can't be hard on yourself when those days do occur. I think it would be incredibly naive to believe that just because we implement a couple little things and romanticize our life and become the main character, that bad days won't exist. Because we're all going to have our days regardless of how we decide to live our life. But it's about accepting that and realizing that you're human and then waking up the next day and doing whatever you can to make it better than the last. And when I say romanticizing your life, I feel like a lot of times what I've seen on social media is like you see these lavish vacations and these lavish, you know, restaurants and hotels and experiences. And everyone's like, oh my God, she's living her main character life or she's the main character, main character energy or whatever. But I think it's important to remember that being the main character and romanticizing your life, it doesn't have to equal spending a bunch of money. It can if you want. And if that's what makes you feel better, if that's what makes you feel like the main character and that's where you decide to put your money and your energy, it's your life, do what you want to do. 
But I think it's also important to remember that you can romanticize your life in little ways and in ways that don't require any expense. You can have both. Because the fact of the matter is, is that most days in your life, depending on how you live it, on most days, you're not going to have those lavish experiences and going on these crazy vacations and staying in these five-star hotels. It's not going to be your every day. So it's about finding ways that you can romanticize your every day that almost make it feel like you're in these five-star hotels or going on these crazy vacations. And also, I think it's important not to compare because as we all know, when you look on social media, it is so easy to compare your life to someone else's. And it's so easy to sit there and be like, well, she's doing this or they're doing that. So I have to do the same thing. And I you know, need to recreate this. Or you just feel bad about yourself because you're comparing it and you're being like, okay, they're all doing like, okay, they're all living their best life, but like, how am I supposed to do that? And you've heard it a million times before. Social media is a highlight reel. You only see the best and the good moments. Very rarely do you see the bad days that people have. And I think it is nice that social media has kind of evolved to this place where creators are opening up and being vulnerable and sometimes showing you those bad days because I feel like we got to a point where social media just became this utopia of people's lives. And so it's nice to see that creators now are taking a step back some, not all, but I know personally, I've definitely seen people be more vulnerable on their social media, which makes it nice, but that's, that's all a topic for another episode. But the basis of what I'm trying to say is that it's easy to compare and almost knock down the progress that you make when you look on social media and you see just the highlight reel of everyone else's lives. So that's what I mean by that. And with that, I think it's important to remember that romanticizing your life is going to look different for everyone because we all have different things that make us feel good. We all have different things that excite us, different hobbies, different passions. And that's what's going to really drive romanticizing your own life. For example, some people love routines. I am one of these people, very type A. I like to know what's gonna happen before it is going to happen. I'm not a very spontaneous person. I'm trying to work on that. But again, don't really like change. So I love my routines, I love my schedule. Schedules. I'm very structured. While other people who I sometimes envy, honestly, the fact that people are able to be so spontaneous, it's definitely a quality that I'm working on. But other people find enjoyment in spontaneity and not having a routine and kind of just going with the flow of life. So just those two examples in and of itself, they are probably going to have very different ways of romanticizing their life. Because think about it, have you ever heard of that question that's like, if you had one day to do anything you wanted, what would you do? Everyone's answer to that question is going to be so different because again, everyone has different things that excite them and make them happy. So basically it's just a matter of asking yourself. That's where you start in this whole process. You have to ask yourself, what makes you happy? What little things can you implement into your life? And don't worry, we're gonna get to some examples in a second, but it's a matter of sitting there asking yourself, what can you do that's going to help enhance your quality of life? And then once you have the answers to those things, and I personally, you can do this however you want, but I personally recommend starting small and then just working your way up. But once you have the answer to that question or the answers, preferably, then you have to figure out a way to start implementing those activities or things into your schedule. And it shouldn't be a chore. 
And I know when I explain it right there, it kind of sounds like it's a chore because it's like, okay, think about it and then prioritize it and whatever. But the whole basis and concept of romanticizing your life is about slowing down and enjoying every moment around you. You have to look for the little moments every single day that make you excited about life. And I feel like the first step of romanticizing your life and becoming the main character, which ties into what we just talked about, is coming to the understanding and realization that you deserve to feel like you're the main character in your own life. It's about accepting and understanding that you deserve good things and you deserve to enjoy the little things in life and you deserve to indulge in simple pleasures. And just like with everything else in life, if you don't believe that you deserve to be happy and don't believe that you deserve to start fighting for yourself, then none of this is going to stick. You need to believe that you deserve good things and you need to believe that you deserve to live a life that you love. And I understand that sometimes it's a lot harder than that. It is easier said than done. Sometimes you have a job that you absolutely freaking hate or you have coworkers who are driving you up a wall, family members who don't understand or not the best friends or you're going through a shitty situation with a significant other. And sometimes those things are just out of your control. And when things like that happen, a lot of times it's easy to get in the mindset that everything is out of your control. Because sometimes when one thing goes wrong, it just feels like the whole world is ending because when it rains, it pours. But I think it's important to remember that one thing you can control out of all of the things in the world that you can't, the one thing that you will always be able to control is the relationship that you have with yourself. You can control your perspective. You can control how you choose to look at your life and the little ways that you decide that you want to enhance it. And that's one of the amazing things about being able to romanticize your life is that you have complete control in how you want to do it. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm a control freak. So any way in my life that I can harness some control, I am going to completely jump on. I think sometimes the first step in becoming the main character of your life is just believing that you deserve to be the main character of your life. It's all about perspective and it's all a mindset. And sometimes it's harder. It's harder some days to accomplish that than others and to feel like you deserve to be the main character. But honestly, my biggest piece of advice for that is just to fake it till you make it because it takes 21 days, 21 days to form a habit. So if you pick something that you want to do and do it for 21 days, it will become a habit more than likely. So why not start today? And then just think about where your life will be in a month from now. Fake it till you make it sometimes. Okay, so now for examples. First, I'm gonna give you the examples that I came up with. And then I asked you guys on Instagram, which if you don't follow the My Thoughts Exactly Instagram, what are you doing? It is just My Thoughts Exactly podcast on Instagram. And I go to you guys a lot on that Instagram for questions, advice, 
episode topics, things like that. So make sure you're following that if you're not already. Um, but I did ask you guys what you do to make yourself feel like the main character. But before we get into that, I'm going to give you some of my examples. So let's start in the morning when you first wake up. I think the first thing that you can do, and you might be sitting there being like, Savannah, this is ridiculous, but just hear me out. I think it's really important that the first thing you do in the morning is not look at your phone because how in the hell are you going to be able to be the main character of your own life when you're staring at a screen, watching everyone be the main character of theirs? It's just not the mindset that we want to start the day with. And I know it's difficult and I know it's hard and it's going to be something that you're going to have to get used to if you're not used to it already. So when you wake up, keep your phone down. Personally, when I wake up, I like to get out of bed immediately because if I don't, I'm going to be in bed all day. But if you're not like me and you have more self-control, you can think about all the ways that you want to start your morning, whether that's staying in bed, reading a book, or watching your favorite show before you have to get up. Or if you're like me and you need to get out of bed, I like to get up, make my bed, no matter what time of the day it is, just make your bed at some point. It's going to make you feel so much better. You're going to set your day up for success. You're just going to feel cleaner in your space, clean space, clean mind. It's all tied in together. So when I wake up, I like to make my bed. Partially because when I go to bed, I like to go to bed in a clean bed and space. So it's all all intertwined throughout the day. But I think that that's really important. Another thing that I think is incredibly important is getting some physical activity in in the morning. And that could range from anything, whether that's actually going to the gym or whether that's just stretching in your room or whether that's going on the famous hot girl walk. I'm a big fan of hot girl walks, by the way. I put my AirPods in, walk around, whether that's to go get a coffee or I just walk around for a little bit. It just sets your day up for success and I can't explain why. I don't know why. Maybe it has something to do with endorphins or I'm not even going to try and explain the chemical balances in your brain as to why that makes you feel good, but it just does. So I highly recommend some sort of physical activity in the morning, meditation, whatever you want to do. Personally, I can't meditate for the life of me because I just have too many thoughts running around in my brain, which is why I just like to go on walks. Like I said, when you're on these walks, if you want to either bring your own cup of coffee or tea or, you know, Celsius, Alani, whatever you like to drink in the morning, go for these walks. Or if you want to walk and go get coffee, that's my personal favorite. There's something main, there's something very main character about walking in the morning to your favorite coffee shop and grabbing a cup of coffee and strutting your way on home. I don't know why, it just makes you feel empowered. And then when you get back home, Figure out whatever it is that you like to do. Personally, for me, what that looks like is I like to come home. I like to make myself another cup of coffee because more than likely I have finished with the first one. And then I like to do my skincare routine. This is like super incredibly vital for me every day to feel like I am a functioning member of society. It just makes me feel good knowing that I'm taking care of my body and taking care of my skin. And there's something about having a skincare routine that just makes me feel, again, like a properly functioning member of society. I can't explain it, but I like it. So that is what I do. 
And again, right now we're just talking about the morning, but if you wanted to be really crazy and you wanted an idea, you could get up and go watch the sunrise by yourself, make a cup of coffee, drive to a sunrise spot and watch the sunrise and start your morning off that way. I'm personally not that big of a morning person, so I don't know if I could ever do that, but it is on my bucket list for the remainder of 2022. So I've got about a little less than two months in order to do that. And it's not something I would do every day, nor is it something that I would recommend everyone to do every day. But I think that it's just something that's nice to break up the routine and make life feel a little bit more exciting and not just the same thing every single day. Along with the skincare routine and making yourself feel good, making yourself feel like you're taking care of yourself, I think it's really important for me at least to, I like to take supplements and vitamins. Again, it's just all tied into the idea of taking care of yourself in the morning. And along with that, I think it's incredibly important to make yourself a good breakfast. Something that you enjoy, something that makes you happy, even if that's, you know, going to Starbucks and getting the new Christmas drinks or something like that. It doesn't have to be a insane breakfast recipe that you see on Instagram, but it can be. Again, it's just about whatever makes you feel happy and excited. If what makes you happy and excited is waking up and making an incredible omelet and pancakes and waffles and all the other breakfast foods, if that's what makes you happy, then do that. Or if it's, you know, just going through the drive-thru at Starbucks and getting a new Christmas drink and a breakfast sandwich, then do that. Again, it is all catered to whatever you want to do personally. And before I go any further, you might be sitting here saying, Savannah, you are absolutely out of your mind because when am I going to be able to have time to do all of these things? In what world am I going to have time to wake up, go for a walk, stretch, get coffee, come back, make breakfast, do a skincare routine? And I get it. People have jobs, people have routines, people have kids, people have dogs, people have lives. But I think it's important to ask yourself if you're worth prioritizing yourself. And I know that you can tell me there's more to it than that. And I understand, but I think it's also important for you to understand that you deserve to feel happy. You deserve to wake up and have a good morning, whether that means waking up 30 minutes earlier, an hour earlier, if that's, what's going to start your day off on the right note, then ask yourself if it's worth it. Ask yourself if it's worth creating a morning routine that makes you feel good and sets your day up for success. And again, this can look however you want it to. It doesn't have to be all of these steps. It can be one of these steps. It can just be stretching in the morning. It could just be putting on your moisturizer. It can just be, you know, going for a walk or making yourself coffee, whatever it is. Whatever makes you feel the best. And I know I'm throwing a lot of examples at you, but I just want you to realize that there are a lot of different things that you can implement. So then another big part of romanticizing your life is only including the things and people that make you feel the best. You don't want to surround yourself with people that are going to bring you down, talk negatively, gossip, drama, because there's no way that you can thrive when you're being pulled down. And that goes for all relationships. Again, family, coworkers, you know, significant other relationships. 
it's important to ask yourself, who are the people in your life? If you had to name five people in your life that make you feel the happiest, who are those people? And try to spend as much time with them as possible because the saying is so true that you are the five closest people you spend your time with. And so choose that wisely. That's something that you can control in your life and you can choose who you want those slots to be filled by. Realize that it is a privilege to have access to you. It is a privilege to be around you. And that's not in a conceited, like cocky, like, oh, I am, you know, whatever type of way. It's just in the way that your energy is sacred. And you really have to start looking at it like that. Or else, in my experience, what I have learned is that if I just am very, you know, nonchalant with whoever I give my energy to, I'm going to be very drained because I'm not going to have standards as to who I surround myself with and who make me feel the best in life. And even though that's a kind of a hard thing to grasp, because I think if you're anything like me, sometimes it's hard to let people go when you are, you know, very empathetic and you like to give people a lot of chances, but just remember that your energy is sacred and it is a privilege to have access to your energy. And so that goes with people, but also everyone else in your life. I think it's so important to only surround yourself with things that make you feel good about yourself. And for me, a big part of that was something as simple as my clothing and my wardrobe. I don't know about you guys. I have a really hard time letting things go. I am a little bit of a hoarder when it comes to clothes, but something that I did recently that made me feel so much better. I went through my closet and I only kept the pieces that made me feel like the main character. Literally, that's it. It was just, if I liked how I felt when I wore it, I kept it. Otherwise, let it go. Because honestly, it is a little bit of dead weight to have and hold on to things that don't serve you anymore. Look at what serves you. And I know you might be sitting there being like, Savannah, it's clothes. Like, come on. But actually, for real, go through your closet, only keep the pieces that make you feel the best, and then let the rest go. And you tell me that you don't feel a little bit better. Now, one of the last things that I think is super important um, is the whole idea of taking yourself out on a date. And I know that just, it sounds cringy. I know it sounds so cringy, but I will say if you can get into the practice of taking yourself out on a date, you know, once every two weeks, once a month, once every two months, whatever you want, however that looks like for you. I think that that is so important because like I said, the most important relationship you're ever going to have is the one with yourself and you deserve to treat yourself. You deserve to have good things as we said in the beginning. And a couple months ago, I went and got sushi and wine by myself and it felt so weird. I'm not going to lie. It felt really, really weird because I didn't know what to do and you sit there and you have no one to talk to and it is uncomfortable. It's going to feel uncomfortable, but it honestly, at the end of it, I felt so happy that I did that because I felt like I was prioritizing myself. I got to, you know, treat myself in a way that I don't usually do. So I highly recommend doing that. Dress up for yourself, look good for yourself, feel good for yourself. Because again, you're just improving that relationship that you have 
with yourself. So then think about your night routine. And the night routine, again, I kind of ran through a bunch of options for the morning routine. You can implement those at night as well. If you want to go for a sunset walk, or if you want to do your stretching at night, or if you want to walk to your favorite restaurant, just create a nighttime routine that looks and feels the best for you, whatever that looks like. I know for me, it always makes me feel good. I'm such an introvert, but I love at least once every two weeks to get together with a girlfriend, have a wine night and just like, just girls chat, you know, it's just, it's fun. But that is something I highly recommend too. Because again, I know we've talked a lot about the fact that like romanticizing your life is a very independent experience and whatnot. But I think it's important to remember to have your people. And like I said, the five people that you feel best around, make plans with them, be around them. You know, I think that that's really important too, having that social aspect, if that's something that you want. So now what we're going to do is I'm going to stop talking about what I think, and I'm going to share some examples of what you guys said makes you feel like you're romanticizing your life and making yourself feel like the main character to give you some more ideas. Okay. The first one is listening to upbeat music in public makes me feel so powerful. I totally agree. Put in your headphones, hot girl walk, listen to whatever type of music, your favorite. It just makes you feel empowered. It really, really does. Second thing is literally when I put on a nice outfit and do my makeup and just doing things myself. Agreed. I think that there's something just very empowering about independence. And when you look good, you feel good. And looking good doesn't have to mean, you know, putting on makeup and doing your hair and all of that. Everyone has different versions of about what beauty is for themselves. I love this one. Okay. I consistently tell myself that I am in control of my life and I have a choice every day to make. That is so incredibly true. And I think that for people who, you know, like me, I've mentioned, and clearly you guys relate to this as well. When you are kind of a control freak a little bit, just reminding yourself every day that you have control over your life. That's a really important statement to remind yourself because when you go through life and you go through the day to day and you get overwhelmed, you just need to kind of center yourself and remind yourself that you have the control. And we have another one that says romanticizing the small things like going to a coffee shop, hanging with friends, etc. Then we have one that says connecting with friends and family that are able to remind me of who I am. Yes, totally agree. Like I said, just, you know, the five people that you feel the best around. So crucial. I buy myself roses every other week and play romantic music while I clean and cook. And I dumped my shitty ex. See all good things. These are all good practices. Showering with badass girl playlists going always and always have my lips moisturized. I totally agree with that. I think that there's something when you have chopped lips, or at least for me, I can't think about anything else. I don't feel like the main character. I feel, yeah, I feel like I need chapstick. I have a private Instagram with just friends and post like I'm a celebrity. Okay, I loved this one when I first saw it because I think it's just so, it's so funny. Okay, I have a private Instagram. I, th- I really have two. Shh, you're never going to find them. But <laughs> I, it is very funny because when you have those private Instagrams and even when you post on your private story, there is something very like, I don't know, it's like mysterious about it because you're like only keeping it to your close circle of friends or whoever you only want to see it. So you really, it just feels like main character. 
a self-care routine, set days to solely focus on self-care. I think that this is so vital and important. Picking a day once a week, once every two weeks where you just dedicate that day to yourself. For me, it's Sundays, or at least right now it's Sundays. I do laundry on Sundays. I film on Sundays. I get my week ready on Sundays. And for me, when I feel productive, I feel good. So that's kind of like my self-care. But I think it's so important to pick out days where you dedicate to yourself. Then this one says, extra self-care. I work hard. I like to spoil myself within reason. That's so great because it brings you back to the mindset of you deserve to spoil yourself. You deserve to treat yourself. You deserve good things. We're all out here just trying to do the best that we can. That's the bottom line. We're all just trying to fucking survive sometimes. So just treating yourself and you know, acknowledging that you work hard, you do what you're supposed to do. You deserve good things. You deserve to spoil yourself. Love this one. Listening to songs that make me feel like I'm that girl, especially in moments of a quick pick me up. I swear there's some songs out there that you put on and it's like the mood changes. It's 180. It's the best thing ever. A lot of these are about music and playlists. And I love that because I definitely think there's something to be said about having a good playlist that is filled with music that makes you feel good. It's something that's curated for you. As we know, I have a ton of Spotify playlists, so I have a playlist for literally everything and whatever mood I'm in, I could be like, oh, this is going to do it. And it just does. Every time it just hits. Going to the gym by myself, eating food I like and going on a road trip. Absolutely. Yes. Again, it's just empowering to do things by yourself. It's empowering to have that independence and know that you're taking care of yourself the best way that you can. And I'm totally with you on the long drives. When I used to live in San Diego, I would go on these like hour long drives just to the lookout spot in San Diego and back. And that was something that was so critical and crucial, a part of my you know, main character romanticizing your life routine just because it really put things in perspective. And so I need to find something that's like here in San or in Nashville to do that. But that was my thing in San Diego. So I'm with you on the long drives. But that you guys is what you had to say. Those were a lot of your examples. As you can tell, everyone has a different version of romanticizing your life. And it's just important to remember that being the main character starts and ends with you. So with that being said, you guys, that is the end of the second episode of My Thoughts Exactly. I hope you enjoyed it. I will be back next week with a brand new episode for you guys. I'm not going to tell you what it's about yet because it's going to be a surprise to you and me both. <laughs> um, but again, make sure you're following the My Thoughts Exactly Instagram. That way you will probably know what we're going to be talking about before the episode drops. Again, it's just My Thoughts Exactly podcast. And again, and I will be back next week with a brand new episode for you guys. I love you. Bye, guys.